Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome in to the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Make sure to check out all of the properties and platforms in our network. A new three yards per carry is going up in the mornings. Make sure you check that out. That is the number one podcast on the Dolphins and the NFL. Five Rings Canes also going to post this week. we got the new light-skinned opinions, which both of the gentlemen will be on with me today uh, welcomed me in for last week, so that's still out there right now. And also, FiveReasonsSports.com, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com, where you can find links to our podcast and also all the new stories. We've got Josh Howitz has got a piece about how you fix the Dolphins roster on Madden to reflect the current team. These are not stories I would have commissioned about a month ago, but nobody has shit to do right now. So that's basically uh, the types of stories that we're writing. So check that out so you can pass time. We've also got a bunch of new sponsors. And before I get to one of the new sponsors, who I really appreciate, just want to mention, we slash rates on, on advertising here. So we're at about one-third of what we were prior to the shutdown because we want to develop relationships with local businesses and help you survive as we survive. So reach out to me. Um, I actually added five new businesses today, which is the most we've ever added and the network. And so you're going to hear them on three yards per carry and on five on the floor going forward. So just check out five reasons sports Twitter and uh, you can DM me there or go to five reasons sports at gmail.com. You can get me there as well. One of those new sponsors, actually somebody I've known a long time, Alan Levin, and he runs smarty pants marketing, which is a South Florida based digital marketing agency. Most marketing companies are going to be quick to sell you a tool or a specific marketing service because they don't know how to help you build a strategy. At Smarty Pants Marketing, the goal is to develop a complete marketing strategy for every aspect of the customer's buying journey. They've got a 90-day growth accelerator program, which will set your business apart from your competition, increase your sales, and provide you a marketing strategy that guarantees growth. To find out more, visit www.smartypantsmarketing. There's a Z in there, smartypants with a Z, marketing.com, or call 954-406-7160. I'm going to give the number again, 954-LOCAL. 406-7160 or email at Allen, A-L-L-E-N at smartypants with a Z marketing.com. And now today's episode. Welcome to five on the floor, a Miami heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, AKA Alf954 brought to you by the five reasons sports network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back here, and no Alex Toledo today. Check out the last episode that I just did with Alex yesterday, and that actually has done quite well today. So I do think that uh, you guys certainly want content, and we got into the five things that would be our biggest regrets if the heat season does not resume. want to look at this a little bit differently. We've got Alphonse Sidney with me today. You can find him at Alf954, but then we've also got the producer of Light Skin Opinions, Parrish Thompson, is this, is this your first appearance on the podcast? I, Maddox has been on here. Is this the first time you've been on Five on the Floor? Uh, I think so. This might be. I'm going to listen to you more than you listen to me on LSO. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tune in this time. He <laughs> wasn't responding to me at all. So I'm, I'm going to stay plugged in to you. Everything you say here. In fact, I'll just ignore Alf. Uh, so here's what we're going to do today. 
I want to look. We want to look. <laughs> big, well, right. We want to look big. Right. We want to look big picture, which is how things are going to change. Okay. Now we don't know when the NBA is coming back. I saw Woj today is reporting they want to come back in June. I feel like this date keeps getting moved back. Uh, and it's going to keep getting moved back. And I don't know that there's going to be a season at all. But let's, again, assume that the NBA will play basketball eventually, okay, at some point, with fans, without fans, June, July, August, September, January. I don't know. They're going to play basketball. want to look at how this, is, how this shutdown is going to affect three different constituencies here, okay? One is the NBA itself. Two is the Miami Heat. And three are the fans. So let's start with the NBA. Alf, do you think that this is going to provide an opportunity for wholesale change in the NBA? In other words, if, you know, Adam Silver is the most creative by far of all the commissioners, okay? I mean, he did, he wanted to start a play-in tournament and all kinds of other stuff, okay? What they did with the All-Star game this year. I feel like they're itching to change the schedule. They have been for a while. They keep moving it around. They moved it up. Do you think we're going to see wholesale change? where maybe the NBA just doesn't take place at the time of year it used to, or maybe they just do things differently than they have. I do, actually. I think it's an, it's an opportunity to stop competing with the NFL in October and November because actually it's just stupid because we all know nobody really – we pay attention to the NBA first week of the season, but most people don't pay attention to the NBA until Christmas. So if they can use this as an opportunity to stop competing with the NFL, uh, October, November, December are the like, – months of NFL so if they can start at in at Christmas they're not going to shorten the season which which to me is a is a mistake they don't want to lose the revenue but at least if they started in like let's say mid-December December 10th ramped up a little bit got people comfortable and then you know the big really big day is Christmas they can go into an 82 game season just finish later into the summer I think this idea that the summer months are just no good anymore I think that's an antiquated idea People can watch from, you know, let's, just because you go on vacation doesn't mean you can't watch the NBA anymore. You can watch on your phone, you can watch on your laptop, you can watch any, anywhere. So I, I think that where it's headed is the season's going to start later. It's going to go further into the summer, own the summer, right? Because baseball is dying, we're almost dead. Why don't you take some of those baseball months from baseball and, and just and, and, and not be as competitive with the NFL anymore? Is that that upsets Parrish? I know that particular say, but is there one change Parrish you would like to see them make that you think maybe now they they would feel free to make? It doesn't it doesn't so much upset me, and I'm I'm I was honed in on that episode by the way, uh, Ethan. I want you to know I was. Do you remember anything in. I said? I name one name one name one thing I said other than tr- other than Trump and his daughter. N- name one thing. Bail out the real estate market, which I agreed with you on. So oh, you got to yeah. go back and listen to that episode. Anyway, I didn't say to- bail out the real estate market. I, you said you said I, they shouldn't bail out the real estate market. Thank which, you, I, which I don't agree with. I don't agree that they they should. The government should not bail out the real estate market. But that's a different. Listen to yes. the Lightskin Opinions. Uh, um, by the way, that is the uh, biggest downloaded episode of Lightskin Opinions ever. See, look at that. You brought in the white guy. Look at <laughs> that's it. That's all we needed. And a quarantine. That's all we needed. Why got a quarantine? I, 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 yeah, what did I, what did they call it? I gentrified the whole thing. What did I do to that? What did I you do gent- to the episode? <laughs> you gentrified it. <laughs> you gentrified the show. <laughs> but anyway, to answer your question. Yes, uh, you're on this show now. So I go, do, go ahead. I do think it's a prime opportunity for the NBA to change up uh, a lot of things. And I think they are going to take this opportunity to change up as much as they can without making the sport look too different. Like I, I, I believe I heard on, um, it was a, a one of the ESPN uh, venues, they, they were experimenting or at least thinking about uh, 
maybe doing the tournament for entertainment purposes, uh, just to try out. So, I mean, that they're, they're already trying to dip their toe into this, this uh, mid-season tournament that Adam Silver had presented earlier in the year. Um, so I think they're going to take this opportunity to uh, experiment and, and do as much change as possible. I, I, I do agree with Alf. I don't think they should shorten the season, even though I don't think it's going to be. I, I, I do think I do think they are going to shorten the season. I think they're going to shorten it maybe 10 games. I don't think it's going to be 82 anymore. I think they're going to take this opportunity to shorten the season. Not by a whole lot, but I do think they will. They will do See, that. See, Parrish, I don't think there's any way they will for the reason Alf said. I just uh, the revenue. To, the, nobody. The, the, the other thing to consider at this point, and we talked about this, Alex and I were talking about this on the last episode is that they're going to lose revenue from this season like a lot of it like either 30 this to 40 percent no but that's what i'm saying so but if they can you're not going to cut can... future seasons because they're already behind the eight ball here like the salary cap is going to go down the uh the luxury tax ceiling is going to go down you don't, you don't think if they can figure out some way to get this tournament within you know somehow just figure out some way how to get this tournament so you're saying the tournament, tournament and so maybe go 70 something games but play the tournament play I, the yeah, tournament. yeah yeah conceivable I, I i just think they're always loath i mean we've seen with baseball we you know we talk about what's happened to baseball and they won't cut from 162 now the reason for that is baseball is tied to these antiquated traditions and to their stats. And even though the numbers don't mean anything anymore, records, the NBA doesn't care. The NBA doesn't care about counting stats, right? Like they don't, everything in the NBA is averages. So it changes the way that you look at it. After what, after what happened to Duncan Robinson this season, I don't care about. Uh, yeah, he didn't get that three point thing. Yeah, <laughs> records anymore. Well, no, but nobody, nobody really pays attention. I mean, the only one robbed. that matters. Well, he was Robinson. Yes, uh, the only one that matters is is Kareem, right? Like that's that's the one record anybody knows. Yeah. That's an actual counting stat. Everything like nobody does anybody know what Michael Jordan averaged in his NBA career in points or in what points? Like, do you, I know it's it's like thirty one and point six or something? Something. Yeah, I don't know off the top of my but, head. See, but, but to your point though, I think all sports are kind of taking that NFL motto now where it's like you know what everybody's replaceable so we can only hold these standards so high so like let's let's do something new like i think i think now's the time like when when records are kind of they've always been in a slow decline especially Mm -hmm. in baseball specifically meaning less and less and less just because it's so much history but but now i think it's the perfect time to like wipe out you know record book this was the before uh coronavirus time and now after it's like the three-point line like before pre-three-point line yeah. NBA and post three-point line and this parish is absolutely right this is the time to just play with everything yeah like you have you you really have carte blanche and you could just blame everything on coronavirus like maybe a playing uh playing game for the eighth seed something like that like baseball has done but they they were looking at that alpha i mean it wasn't just a playing game they were looking at what was it? Seven versus ten, and and eight versus nine to figure out who gets in there. So I mean, they've he's looked at some of these things. Like I said, he'll he's willing to change anything. Yeah, right? they were looking at getting rid of conferences, right? Just making it just well, one, one, one through sixteen. Like I said, they could come back with a totally clean slate on a lot of this stuff. All right, I want to pivot though to the Heat, and you know, to me, and I know this is complicated because you know, all of us. I mean, I I didn't turn on the television for the first time and weeks because I didn't want to see what the stock market did and then it was down another 600 it goes down uh it accelerates whenever Trump is on television it just shoots through the through the floor sorry that was from light-skinned opinions um but uh but I didn't want to check today but the reality is look we know what's happening to carnival and you know what I mean the cruise line industry is is hurt by this more than any other industry just about I mean cruises and airlines is essentially hotels to a certain degree but really cruises and airlines 
and it is Mickey Arison. It is the Arison's business. I mean, that's how they made, that's how his father, you know, Ted made his money, um, you know, is, is, is in that, this particular business. And so, uh, I think we have to seriously look at this guys, like how this is going to affect the Miami heat. Like I, I, like Mickey obviously was a multi, multi billionaire. Okay. He's, he's, he's not one of the bottom 15 owners in terms of wealth. He was up there near the top, but at the same time, like he's got employees he's got to take care of. And he has a business that who knows, based on whatever the balance sheet looks like could get bought out by another cruise company. Maybe he doesn't have control of it anymore. Maybe it's not the revenue source. What would I, I'll go to you first on this, uh, Parrish? The Miami Heat without the Arisons. I'm not saying that's going to happen, okay? But and it seems unthinkable considering how long they've all been here. But if there's a situation where this gets really bad and he's got to sell, how does that change the fabric of this market? I think a lot. This this would actually be a question that on our show, uh, Light Skin Opinions, we would defer to Alphonse since he is kind of our, our heat correspondent. Because I don't I don't really know how much um, how much of of the Arisons uh, carnival money is. I mean, I know it's obviously tied to the, the heat money, but like how much like if if carnival just goes under or, you know, if he has to sell, like you said, like how much of that is really going to affect, I don't know what percentage of, you know, the money is tied up, but I assume it, it would look different, you know, a different owner, uh, you know, the history, all, all three championships have uh, been won under uh, Mickey Harrison, right? So, I mean, I yeah, assume- well, well, Mickey made the decision to get Pat. I mean, that's essentially, right. I mean, Mick, Mickey, Hart- so, all right, so let's defer to our heat uh, president slash correspondent. Can you, I mean, since you've been a Heat fan, like you said, you, you were a Riley fan first, which is why you started yeah, rooting for the Heat. I, came, I became a Heat fan because of Pat Riley. So, well, well people, do, but people, talk, people talk about Pat, but they don't remember the Lou Chaffel ownership, okay? The Billy Cunningham regime. Yeah, those, see, those years, I, I wasn't even thinking about the Heat back in then. I was, I was claiming to be a, a, a Chicago Bulls fan back then. Uh, I was, <laughs> well, so, so were a lot of people. Uh, but, I mean, what would it even look like, Alf? Like, I, I don't even, I mean, can you I even know. imagine it's, it? It's, I, I don't know. Like it's and I, I we in our chat uh, I've told you I was uncomfortable with this topic just because it's just so there's so many random factors that can come in a new owner came in do they trust Pat Riley and let Pat Riley run run things like Mickey did or do they decide that they you know they want to be more of a James Dolan type and want to put their hands in on everything. And probably that would be the end of Pat Riley's tenure here. And if it's the end of Pat Riley's tenure, it might be the end of Andy Ellisberg's tenure. It might be the end of Eric Spolster's tenure. So this is just hard to even think about because what 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 has shaped the Mickey Arison era, era of Miami Heat basketball is Pat Riley and the trust in Riley and the trust in Riley to make the decisions that need to be made. And now there have been times, Joel Anthony, uh, Mike Miller, where most assuredly that wasn't Pat. For the most part, they let Pat Riley have free reign of this franchise. To me, it would matter whoever came in. Do they trust Pat Riley or don't they? You got to assume a new a new owner would want a new regime, though. So that's why I guess it would be. Well, a, a, a new owner. Well, you might not. I mean, you might. You, most of them do, Parrish. I mean, most of them do. But a lot of times, you know, if there is stability, I just, to me, there's really two things. There's, would he ever be in a position where he was forced to sell, which is, looks a long way off right now. We don't know how they're going to get bailed off, but there's the other issue, which is if he doesn't sell, he has always, I've had conversations, I'll just say with, with the Arisons about this. They have never liked being considered a big market team. 
this came up during the lockout in 2011. They have not liked being called a big market team. They view Miami as a premium destination, which it is. But in terms of market size. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. TV market, etc. Miami is not a, a top-end market. It's not. It's not I mean, LA. It's a top-10 media market. It, it, it is, but it, they don't look at it. They will frame it as – they've always framed it to me, Alf, as mid-market. Okay, not – it's not LA. It's not Chicago. It's not New York. It's not Dallas. Okay, Fort Worth area. It, they, they frame it as a mid-market. And I'm telling you, this was a big issue in 2011 because they kept getting lumped in with the big market teams simply because of what they'd done to get the big three. But their thing is we're not big market. And people would come back and say, but Mickey's one of the richest owners. Okay, and so that makes them big market. But the real, if he doesn't have the resources he used to have, then Miami's not going to act like a big market franchise. That's my thing. It's not so much him being forced to sell. Even with the damage that's already been done, let's just say that this resolves itself in the next month and Carnival's got its cruise ships out there, you know, on the great white, you know, the great sea. Okay, whatever. So, but let's just say the things stay as they are and the boats are back out there and Mickey's making money again and people actually want to book cruises, which is another question because are people going to want to book cruises if they're afraid they're going to get sick on a cruise and they can't get back? Okay. Because it feels like a giant Petri dish. <laughs> well, that's right. Okay. So, and, and people Mickey's, are getting sick on cruises before coronavirus. So. Right. Right. And so, you know, even in, in the circumstance, the best case scenario, he's not going to have the revenue from his primary business that he had before. His primary business is not going to be worth its stock price. is not going to be for a very long time what it was before. And so I think we have to adjust to the reality, guys, that the Heat, they may not even be a mid-market team anymore. But like, I guess so that, in terms that's, of the way that they act. That would be my biggest question because, yes, the Heat are a mid-market team. Um, and of course, if, if the Harrisons were to lose, you know, one of their financial resources, of course, it would affect how they can operate business with the heat. But I guess how, like, how drastic would the effects be would be my question. And but it's that, not that's one of their resources. It is their resource. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, like I but think I, we're, at this point, I mean, the heat, the heat is not a moneymaker for them on a year to year basis. I mean, the, the franchise value is, but. It's not a moneymaker on a year-to-year basis. Exactly. But, I guess that's my question. The, the Heat as a business, as a basket, as a, just a business, they, they're not profitable from year to year. I mean, they would claim they're very not profitable. I've had these conversations before. They, they, whenever the Forbes numbers come out, there's a reaction from the Heat organization, you know, claiming that the Forbes numbers are off. And, and not, in a, not in the way that, again, our president would say where somebody says that Trump doesn't have that much money and he says, no, I do. It's the opposite way here. It's no, we're not making as much as you think we are. Um, and so I, Carnival is their business. Like, I, I mean, unless there's something else they've gotten into lately that I don't know about. That is their business. I mean, I, I, I mean, can you see, I mean, as a Heat fan, like we've talked a lot about free agency, going into the luxury tax, going out and spending and getting the big name players, spending whatever it takes to keep a Pat Riley or Eric Spolster, even though they don't release the numbers on those things. Like, that's my fear for a Heat fan right now is that's going to change. Well, you know, the funny thing is the, uh, the summer of 2021 didn't require them going into the luxury tax. They've yeah. actually... 
the funny thing is <laughs> they've actually set themselves up for some cost savings it's, this summer with the trade they just made um they're they're set up for some cost savings this summer they're set up even if they sign a Giannis or a bradley beal in the summer of 2021 they're set up for cost savings really in the next the next two years of of, of heat fine of, of heat finances are actually set up pretty well for uh, an owner that is 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 cash trapped because there's a there's there's always going to be a salary floor but they're not going to be in the point where they have to go way into the tax to pay their guys. They, well, that's, they've that's actually, a good point. That's a good they point. They put themselves in a really good financial position. No, that's a good point. They, they got themselves out of that by getting rid of so, some of those contracts. And, and so they, they did position themselves better. So, so and that's one of the funny things. Oh, my power just went out. Uh, that's one of the funny things about the whole uh, people like, oh, they shouldn't have done the Justice Winslow trade. And not necessarily next summer, but for this summer. So in the short term, they created flexibility. So they created a, they created a situation for themselves where they're in, a, they're in a better position than a lot of teams to absorb the hit. Because everybody's businesses has taken a hit. So long story. Well, apparently FPLs has too because Alf is now in the dark because we're, we're <laughs> this podcast. It's the fun. It's it's a stupid breaker, and I. It's a long story. I can't call my apartment complex because they want me to get rid of my dog. So <laughs> they want you to get rid of your dog. They want you to pay your rent, and they want to up your rent. You what? Right. That's some bullshit. And they'll get they'll get bailed out. They'll be the first to get bailed out. And Paris, what were you gonna say before we move on to the sponsor oh, in the next I'll, part of the pod? I was going to say, long story short, it sounds like uh, it would be Mickey Harrison is not set up to have to sell the heat for at least uh, quite some time, for at least a few, a few more seasons. Well, you so would it sounds th- like we're you, okay. You would think, again, you would think, and I, I'm not saying that there's, any, there's no report here. There's no nothing. I haven't heard anything. I'm just, I'm, I'm just watching the stock. He's taking, a be- he's taking a beating. He's taking a beating. A lot I, of mean, I, mean, I mean, 75% is – pretty considerable i mean that's (laughs) that's 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 not a little for anybody all right we're going to get to uh the 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 fans here in a second before we do though i want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network and i've got to actually have some t-shirts they sent me some shirts here and it's dutch valley farms what's dutch valley farms it's something you should probably know about now especially if you're stuck in the house for starters they're not your average cannabis grow farm they've got deep roots in the 305, they got a hometown group of doctors, CPAs, and Silicon Valley professionals who took their talents from the 305 to the 503 to make you the finest flower out there. How does Miami find its way all the way out in Oregon? Simple, a team with a shared belief in cannabis research and erasing the stigma behind the bud. Today, the Dutch Valley Farms crew is bringing together old-school growing practices with new-school tech to deliver a consistently clean, high-quality experience. You can feel good about the proof is in the plant. If you want more information, visit DutchVF. Dot com. That's DutchVF.com or follow them on Instagram at Dutch Valley Farms. All right, the last piece of this, we'll get to this a little quicker, is the fans. After this experience, a few things are going to happen. First, a lot of people are going to have less money, a lot less money. Mm-hmm. There are people who also, you know, had tickets that they bought on resale this year that there's not, they're not going to be able to do anything about. Uh, there's a whole ticket broker business that is going to get affected by this. There's also some people who are just not going to trust going out again. If they have a lot of relatives who get sick, like there's going to be people who are less, less prone to want to leave their house, okay, in general, to go spend time with 18,000 other people. Most of those Tuesday people are night. looking for a reason not to go out anyway, though. Well, that is true. <laughs> but that is true. But the reality of this is this is going to make people much more insular. 
I think, uh, much more scared. I also think we've, we've created even more divisions in this country during this period of time because of the way certain things have been handled and, and even what happened today in Congress on both sides. Um, I, is this going to change the fans in a dramatic way, Alf? Yes, I know. I, I'm gonna. I know me personally. I'm gonna. I'm going to think about things differently because I think we had an episode of Lights and Opinions where we were all kind of downplaying this whole virus thing. Um, of course, we didn't have as much information as Congress and the president because we would have sold all our stocks. But if we did, <laughs> uh, <laughs> if we did, we would have taken it a lot more seriously. But we didn't take it seriously because of what was presented to us. We were presented to us like it's a less severe case of the flu. Now, you're not going to tell me in, let's say, six months, the NBA, the NFL, all the sports leagues start up again. You're not going to tell me going to a 60,000-seat uh, stadium or a 20,000-seat arena, and you're not going to tell me, oh, everything's okay again, right? I'm going to be wary. Like, I – like – it's, you know, it's funny. It's like we changed the way we lived after 9-11. To me, this is another 9-11. We still do things at airports in TSA mm-hmm. on our way to get on a flight that have changed the way that we do everything. I, I'm, I'm, I sit there. I remember the, one of the first flights I was on after 9-11. If you have never seen me, I'm a six-foot, 200-plus-pound black man and the the um the flight attendant came to me and my brother who was on a plane who's even larger than i am and asked us if anything happens are you, can you guys make sure that you help us out and that's when i realized life had changed because mm-hmm. that would have never happened before then so this is one of those life-changing uh paradigm shifting uh situations that happens and yes, things are going to change. Like you're going to be a little bit more wary of being in large crowds. You're going to be wary of handshakes. Like handshakes and hugs, it's good. That's going to change. Like you're just not. You're not going to be as as open <clears throat> to just sharing skin to skin contact with other people. Like things are going to change. Like that, that's what I'm saying. Things from 9/11 have, have irreparably changed America. And this is going to be one of those things that's irreparably going to change the world. Well, and, and, you're, going to, and you're going to have also, I mean, you're certainly going to have dispensers of, uh, you know, cleaning stuff uh, at every game. Those are going to have to be at every arena uh, outside nasty, the bathroom. Listen, all you nasty motherfuckers who haven't been washing your hands. Well, that's not going to change. The bathroom. That's, that's not going to change. your lesson. I don't think it's going to, I think, I do think the world's going to change, but I think overall people are going to just get it like the virus itself, I think we're just going to come to a point where it's like, all right, we're just going to accept the fact that most of us have it. And, um, cause like, uh, and, and we're just going to kind of, you know, move on with all the changes that come with that though. But I don't think we're going to be scared to like be in communication. And but, 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 what, but what about the financial aspect of this? I mean, th- there are reports today that, that we may be looking at not a recession. I think that's a given at this point, but literally a depression. Okay. Who's buying Miami heat tickets in a depression? Okay, I mean, what, like, I mean, right? I mean, these arenas and, and are going to be empty, our aren't they? Economy down here is based on service. Our economy is based on what? What is our economy? Our economy is based. Economy? It's, it's a totally service-based economy. Pretty it's much everybody service- I know down here is out of work. Some of that I disagree with, though, Ethan, because if you look at if you look at ticket sales, like most most of the seats, at least the good seats, are brought up by by corporate companies 
companies and corporations. Right, right, okay, but those corporate um, those corporations though, Parrish, like a lot of those corporations are not going to exist, or they're going to exist in a different form. Or yes. one of the one one of the things we saw after the financial crisis, not even going back to nine eleven. We only got a couple more minutes here, but. We saw after the financial crisis, if you remember when Bush, when Obama took over Bush's, you know, the mess that occurred under Bush, whether it was Bush's mess or not. And remember that there were some comments that Obama made about going to Vegas. And remember what that did to Vegas? Like, because, you know, basically it was like, how could people go and partying, having corporate events in Vegas? Well, you know, a lot of them were banks that helped crash the economy here. And, and the way that that chilled Vegas for basically two or three years. Like, I, I think that there's... There's going to be, I mean, there's going to be a lot of resentment against corporations, particularly if they all get bailed out at the expense of the people, which is what's being debated right now on the Senate. And like, so corporations are going to spend their extra money on floor seats at a Laker game. I don't know, man. Like, that's going to look bad. Like, I, mean, I don't. I don't think. I think more. Was it what hotel? Um, I, I don't know what chain it was. I don't, and I know we're getting close to time. But wasn't there a hotel chain that said his the CEO wasn't going to take a salary for? The rest of the year, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and they all uh, said that. Well, they all said that during the financial he, crisis not, too, and you know, he has I, options that that pay him out way more than his salary does. Like, right. They, I mean, that's they, do, they they play these semantic games. These semantic games, like. But you're right, Paris. Like people are gonna. But what you're saying is people are gonna be more wary of where they spend that income. And and you listen, that's fine. Like we need an adjust. Like I, I'm not trying to get into. We do, but that affects the business of basketball. If we're just if we're a basketball podcast, I'm not saying this is the most important thing, Alf. But if we're a basketball podcast, and Alf, and we're talking about how much money is going to be available, like in terms of revenue, if people are not buying the T-shirts for extra money, if they're not, they don't want to go spend uh, ten bucks on a hot dog. Okay, they but aren't they still want- watching the games? Well, but that's the TV, okay? And so the ratings may go up somewhat, and you may be able to get more out of the TV contract. I have to look at how long this, this TV contract goes to and what the guarantees are. But, like, yes, the television product will probably still do well, particularly if people are in the house. But the, the product in the, in the arena, in terms of how full the arena is going to be, I do think that there's going to be a chilling effect. I, and I don't think it's one year. I think this is – if the economy's going where it looks like it's going, you're looking at 30% unemployment. Nobody's buying, I mean, heat tickets. Nobody's buying Knicks tickets, okay? Nobody's buying Hawks tickets. I mean, that's that stuff. Nobody buys s- Hawks tickets anyway. So. I know, but there's like 10 teams <laughs> in the league that struggle to get attendance as it is. No, you're right, though. Attendance, I think attendance to places, uh, and there's a, uh, my, my business, my industry is entertainment. Uh, so, like, it, it's not good, but I think you're right. That is going to change dramatically. Yeah, my business, I- my business counts on women not buying weaves. So, I think I'm fine. <laughs> I don't have a business. I just have you guys. Wigs and weaves are expensive as shit. So just buy more natural hair care products. I I was talking Alf and we got to go. I was talking our, uh, but to, to, to a certain attorney friend of mine who, who I've referred to you before, who, who happens to somehow have heat floor seats with my money. Um, and, uh, and, and, and he was saying tonight that everybody, he was telling me that everybody, uh, is telling him there's, he's going to have so much business because, of you know all the divorces that are going to be coming because people have to live with each other and actually meet their spouse but he was saying but there's not gonna be anybody who can actually pay for a divorce attorney because nobody's gonna have any money left i mean that's basically that's basically where we're headed all right check out light-skinned opinions for more of these guys uh check out everything else i do for more of me go to five reasonsports.com five reasonsports.com the code is miss sports five miss sports five three s's in the middle we have some models now actually modeling our shirts to look a lot better than we do, and they're 15% off 
all week. All of our Heat shirts, okay? Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.